Hello, and welcome to the Spiraling Higher podcast hosted by me, Sam, Mindset and Manifestation Coach. And me, Gina, your biz and mindset coach. We're here to support you on your spiritual journey by bringing you intimate and raw conversations about healing, manifestation, consciousness, and spirituality. We hope this podcast makes you feel less alone as you become aware of your patterns and limiting beliefs to uplevel your life, manifest like a boss, and together, spiral higher. Hello, and welcome back to the Spiraling Higher podcast. I'm Sam, and I'm here with my amazing co-host, Gina. Hello. (laughs) And we are so freaking excited to be back in the studio with each other because we haven't recorded like in a month. I mean, it's been probably over a month now. It's been over a month. We're so sorry, guys. There have been a lot of things going on in our Spiraling Higher lives. (laughs) We've been, to be honest, we've been spiraling lower and higher. We've been spiraling a lot in a lot of directions. Um, I know. Things keep getting thrown at us and spinning us in a different direction. And then another thing hits us and spins us back in the other way. Um, And yeah, so November, it feels like it's been such a wash. Like I feel like I blinked and November ended. And just before we hopped on right now, I was like, Sam, I haven't seen you in over a month. I know because the last time we saw each other was for our retreat. So if you follow either one of us on Instagram, you would have seen that I hosted a retreat with Gina in Arizona and it was so incredible. It was all about healing our blocks, you know, letting go of our old story and really calling in and claiming what we want for ourselves and what we really deserve. And it was like, Every single person cried for sure, right? I don't think a single person didn't cry. We all cried a lot, many times. We all cried and released so many things, but we came back from that retreat feeling both good and sort of bad. It wasn't because of the retreat, but we had a lot of things just going on in our lives. And oh man, I've just really missed this. So I missed your face. I missed being around you. I mean, it was wild because we were together 24 7 for five days straight. I know. That was the best. Attached at the hip. And I think at the longest we've been together is two days. And usually it's a day and a half because we're usually traveling back. Or no, That's I guess true. Seattle, Abraham, we were there for two days. So um, we doubled our longest time together. We doubled the longest time. <laughs> it was amazing. And um, yeah, I've got to be honest, guys. I was um, really anxious for that trip just because mm-hmm. there was just a lot of new things, I guess, coming into my reality, which reminds me a lot of Actually, our second episode, which Mm. some of you may have listened to it, or if you haven't, I would definitely recommend you go back. But it's something that I need to revisit because, you know, we forget that fear is just something that we have to live with, Mm -hmm. right? And I forgot for a bit that when you do new things, you feel scared again. Yeah. (laughs) And I was hosting this retreat for the first time, and I was so excited to see everyone because I've already worked with everyone. But it was more that I wanted to make sure everyone had a really you know, wholesome experience and that everything was facilitated in a very just seamless way. Of course, I want that for everyone and myself and for Gina included. And I just felt really anxious, but it was so amazing having Gina there because, oh my God, you were just like a security blanket the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'll be honest, that's definitely just, I think one of the hardest times that you've really gone through and you you definitely opened up a lot about that, even to the rest of the group, which I think was very healing. Um, Mm. But yeah, it was a very hard time. I think I was very highly anxious too, for sure. Um, It was just a lot of energy. It was a lot of energy. And I think that's something that we're really showing you all right now, if you're listening, is that we just don't have everything figured out. Like not even close. (laughs) We... (laughs) 
No. And I think that's what we've learned really on the spiritual journey, especially this year, is that you're not done. There's no destination no. to get to where you're finally okay. You know, it's 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 really healing isn't about healing everything so that you have nothing to work on. It's really about learning to have the capacity to hold whatever is. And it really reminds me of my daughter. I mean, I remember in the beginning, all I wanted to do was protect her from anything bad happening. I don't want her to have any fights with anyone. I don't want her to have a hard experience at school. And I was trying to protect her from any bad situations. But I realized that that was so backwards because what I really should be doing, which is what I do now, is again, teaching her the wisdom to be able to go through those things. And that's really much mirrored in my life. I think I was trying to avoid anything bad, quote unquote, or get to a point where nothing bad ever happened. But I really just don't think that's what we're supposed to do. It's really just being able to hold space for what is. And um, we've definitely done that. (laughs) Well, that was so beautiful what you just shared, because what I've realized is that, you know, most of us are living our lives trying to avoid pain, right? I mean, you just also very clearly exhibited too, that even with parenting your daughter, it's like, oh, we'll try to get her to avoid pain. Like, I don't want her to experience this. I don't want her to experience that. And I think that what I'm coming to learn on my spiritual journey is that part is inevitable. <laughs> like yeah. things happen, expected, non-expected. Um, our bodies are, I continue to forget all the time, very animalistic. And it has mm-hmm. this incredible nervous system that is really trying to take cues from the environment, but no longer just the environment from our minds. And we'll just feel crazy anxious. And that's pretty much unavoidable. And what I've come to realize on my spiritual journey and many others is that sometimes we try to use spirituality to further avoid that pain. Yes. Right. We try to use it and any tools that we learn, which by the way, they're obviously very helpful and you should keep them in your toolbox and they're there to obviously manage a lot of your anxiety and fear. But, you know, there's no amount of spirituality that's going to save you from pain and fear. Yeah. And so I'm really learning, just like you said, is how to hold all of that because I have recently, to be very honest, I've been trying to avoid pain. I've been trying to avoid anxiety. And I know we had a lot of things going on this month, but I think even if we hadn't, I would have probably canceled our recordings because <laughs> I was just in my, yeah, I was just living you in my were under head. The influence. Yeah, Gina always says I'm under the influence when I'm living in fear. And, you know, in Buddhism, they call it the Maya when you believe the illusions of the mind, right? You know, a lot of us were we're living in reality, but not really. Like we're all hallucinating a our version, own version of reality. Yeah, yeah, we're all hallucinating like our own version of what's happening and you know, I've had to be- I've had to become really aware of like what stories I'm telling myself and like what's real, what isn't real. Like literally sometimes I'm like, am I psychotic? Right? But I think we all are. I think I yeah. think we are all literally hallucinating some version of reality and you know, we're trying to protect ourselves from like feeling pain and in the meantime sometimes causing it within ourselves. Mm. And that's been interesting too, is like in of trying to avoid it, I'm actually causing it. I might as well just like welcome it, right? Yeah. But that's easier said than done, my friends. <laughs> it's definitely easier said than done. And I also think that it just depends just where you're at at that given moment. And I think that's the other thing too, is sometimes what happens, especially to Sam and I, is we're like, but I dealt with this last time. Like last time, I got over it in a day. And last time it only took 15 minutes, but last time is not right now. (laughs) 
I know. It's different. It's different. It's just like the sky. The sky is not the same every day. We are not the same people that we were when we went through this the last time. There's something different here to uncover. And, you know, going back to the whole fear and me being the protector for my daughter, like that's really what the fear is. It's just there to protect us. And so really, it's just like that mom that's trying to protect us from experiencing anything. But we got to talk to the fear and say, it's okay. I can handle these hard things. I want to go through these things. And I keep thinking about, you know, we've talked a lot on this podcast this season about like life contracts and, you know, why we're here and all of these types of things. And I do think about that, that if we all did sign a contract or decide that we wanted to come to earth, you know, and leave the spiritual realm, I just feel like we would have signed up for everything. I just don't see us being there being like, well, I only want to experience just the good stuff because then you can't, it doesn't even feel good. And so I think that what you and I have really gone through over the past, I mean, year, but the past month has just been such a wide spectrum of every human emotion, every human experience. And I'm kind of here for it. I just... I'm kind of here for it. I well, am. You <laughs> I are. Am. You are. And I definitely want to reflect back to everyone here that although for both of us, I truly think this has been the greatest year of growth, it's mm. been the hardest year of challenge. Hardest. Like hardest literally, I can say in the same sentence, this was my worst year. And also this was my best year. Agreed. And like both of those have to be true because- the growth that we experienced really did not come easily. And, um, you know, going back to the beginning of the birth and manifestation of this podcast, Mm -hmm. right? We had so many limiting beliefs and blocks about it. But me more than you, I feel. It's interesting. The evolution even of that, right? I think um, it's so funny. We've talked to so many people who've obviously listened into the podcast and even the people at at your retreat. And it's interesting hearing their perspective because we're like, oh, we thought that one sucked or oh, we thought no one would listen to that one. And so it is interesting to kind of go back and even reflect on that. That's why I don't even, I try really hard to, it's not easy, but I try not to even take my own opinion seriously because yeah, like, I don't know. Like, I don't it know. Like what, yeah. Like what? And it's crazy. There are episodes that we recorded that in the moment we thought were amazing. And then later on, we were like, that's terrible. And then there were ones that we thought were terrible. And then later on, we're like, that was actually pretty good. So I just, yeah. I don't even take what I think seriously anymore. I think now when it comes to creation, it really is like, what is my intention behind doing this? And can I enjoy doing it? And mm. then the rest of it, the judgment, the you know, trying to decide whether it's good or bad. I'm like, I just, I just got to let that go because I think for me and for so many of us, the automatic answer is going to be, it sucks. <laughs> like hundred percent. I feel like there's like hardly any way to convince your brain otherwise. So you just have to keep showing it that even if I think that I'm just going to keep going because otherwise I won't do anything. Well, that's how you just know you can't trust the mind. Because we talked about this too, even with just looking at yourself in the mirror. There's days where I'm like, oh my God, what the hell is that? And then there's (gasps) days where I'm like, okay, like I think I feel okay. And it's just, and it changes all the time. And so I think the biggest lesson for me over this past year, especially through this podcast has been not believing my mind. I think this year has very much been a separation. I was so in my mind stories. I was so in believing the the lies that were playing in the the stories. And I think this year was very much breaking out of that paradigm, breaking out of these narratives and really trying to root into the truth. That has been a question that I just ask myself every time I'm experiencing 
anxiety or fear or anything like that. I just ask, what is the truth in this situation? And then again, like how does spirit see this? And that has helped me a lot. It doesn't make the pain go away necessarily, Mm. but it just shows me that I'm viewing this in one way, but there is another outlook on this. There is another way to see this. And that gives me a lot of peace. Yeah. It's, that's the only thing that's brought me peace recently actually is that, okay, like I have an opinion and a perspective about myself or my life or what's happening, what's not happening. And, you know, Abraham Hicks talks about this all the time. Whenever you're experiencing a negative emotion, it's because your inner being doesn't agree with that perspective. Mm -hmm. Meaning that there is a higher sort of all-knowing part of you that knows that the mind story is not true. And there are times when I can acknowledge that and immediately feel better. I'm like, oh, I guess this is just not true and I'll move on. But there are other times where it's really hard to shake the mind story. Like the mind is so, so, so convincing. It Mm -hmm. uses literally any insecurity you have against you in the moment of attack. And it's so, so difficult, but important to be vigilant of, okay, like how do I know I'm in mind and when do I, how can I recognize when I'm not in mind? That Mm -hmm. really has been the spiritual journey because I think spirituality is really coming back to the quote unquote truth of who you are. It's like, who are you without all of that mental conditioning? Like, who would you be if like you didn't have thoughts? Like, Mm. who would you be if, you know, your mind didn't tell you that fearful things were going to happen? Like, you know, fear really is a learned behavior. Although we have the five senses to be able to detect, like if there's a threat, you know, a lot of our threats, they're not coming from the environment. You know, you're laying on your couch and you're fucking having an anxiety attack, right? We've all been there. And so it's so that's definitely been for both of us a huge part of this year. And, you know, part of this podcast has been recognizing when we're in the story, recognizing Mm -hmm. when we're in the mind and like trying to not even get out of it because getting out of it is like also mind, like the mind will try to get out of the mind, (laughs) right? You have to just notice that you're in it and then be like, oh, and then slowly it begins to dissolve. But I've spent a lot of this year trying to get out of mind with my mind. Yes. And I think that's what makes you feel crazy is you're like- Because you're duplicating the mind. And it's like now there's 10 voices in there that you're trying to listen to and they're all fighting at each other. Yes. And it's actually why I love recording so much because when I'm here and I'm present with you, I feel like I connect with the one voice, like my voice. And then when I'm- Yes. And then when I'm quiet and I'm like sitting around and that's the thing, most of us, you know, we isolate when we feel bad, which is actually the opposite of what you should do. You should probably Mm -hmm. try to get around people so that you can't be in your own mind, but you know, being alone and feeling bad. And I've been there a lot of times this year. It just gives so much airtime to the voices and the stories and man, they become super convincing and real. And so I think that the biggest part of my journey has been realizing, but that's still my mind. Like that's not real. And like recognizing the separation between that, because that's the awakening, right? Um, The awakening is when you recognize that you exist separately from this mind, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of meditation practitioners will get you to think about the fact that when you stop thinking, like, where do you go? Right. And there's this sort of, you know, inner recognition that you didn't go anywhere. You're like, oh, like I'm 
I'm still here though, even though I'm not thinking. And that is a really difficult state for a lot of us to achieve because most of us start thinking from the moment we wake up, you know, we see something in the environment that triggers another thought and another story. You know, most of us are living in story all the time Mm -hmm. and therefore anxiety all the time. Mm -hmm. And I've been stuck there. You've been stuck there. But the one thing that has brought me peace is knowing on some deeper level that beyond this story, there is peace. Like I just have to get there. And I've also had to give up trying to get there, which has been really difficult. That's the only way to get there. I know. It's like- (laughs) That's the only way to get there. It's like you just get there by stopping. Like just- just it's like trying, which sounds so counterintuitive because you and I have had so many conversations where we're like, we don't know what to do. But as soon as you ask the question, what do I do? You know, you're in the mind. You know, you're in the mind. I, that actually, that's so crazy. You say that because I was asking that so much last week. I was like, what do I do? I what do I do? What do I do? And then I was like, who was asking this question? Yeah. Like, like who wants to know what to do? Like, maybe I just do nothing. And then the mind gets really scared about that because it's like, no, we need to do something about this. And I just said to it, you know what? We're just going to see what happens if we don't do anything. You're just gonna have to trust me. Like, we're just going to not do anything for a little bit. And it was, it was kind of painful because the mind wants to do something. And it reminds me of something that Cyrus actually said in episode 12 that we recorded. Um, amazing meditation practitioner and EFT um, practitioner and guide. But he mentioned how there's like this drop-off zone Mm, in meditation where like right before you get to the drop-off zone where you're like truly in a state of like peace and awareness, there's like a part of your brain that's like freaking out and it's like, wait, 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 wait. Like Mm -hmm. we can't, like we, we need to think about things and we need to solve things. And it's being able to bring awareness to that part and like not react to that part just stay with it. And then it does sink back. And then suddenly you are in this like sea of peace and awareness. But most of us live kind of like before that drop-off zone. Mm. We never really get there. And so I get it. Like I get why people are so anxious. I get why people are sad. Like I've been dealing with that honestly a lot this year because I've been challenging myself. So <laughs> I guess I I want to say to all the people who are really listening to this and looking for inspiration to be able to do new things and expand into new ways, like that's gonna scare you and make you not feel good all the time. And we really get to ask ourselves like if that's worth it, right? Like, is it worth it, right, to show up and create? Is it worth it to show up as this more expanded version of myself, even though I feel scared and I think the answer most of us will will find is that it is worth it. Hey guys, it's me, Sam. And before we continue the rest of this juicy episode, I wanted to share a super special announcement. I have actually never done this before, but if you know me, you know that I'm obsessed with manifestation, obviously. I'm obsessed with helping people get clear on what their blocks are and what they need to resolve within themselves in order to become the magnet for their desire. It is truly my greatest wish that every single person on earth become so deeply aware of the power they possess to create their desired reality. And so if you have been wanting to coach with me, maybe you've been on my wait list, but you haven't had a chance to connect with me. I am for the first time ever letting you inside of five of my very own live coaching calls that have only ever been shared with my private group coaching clients who went through my life-changing program, Massive Manifestation. If you ever thought one of my two or three minute videos or even this podcast has been impactful, 
Wait until you've watched and integrated over seven hours of me teaching and channeling how to recognize and release resistance. My approach to manifestation can be quite different than other practitioners, and it's all about getting clear on what is being blocked within you. As soon as we can identify what is stopping us, nothing can get in the way of us creating our desired reality. And so I'm finally offering this bundle. It is, of course, called the Massive Manifestation Bundle because I wish I could coach every single one of you but there's only one me and so little time. And so I'm finally offering this as an opportunity for you to watch my calls and begin to get clear on your vision, on your blocks, and give yourself a roadmap to where you want to go. After watching these seven hours, I know that you will understand how to block your desires from coming into fruition, how to observe your thoughts and discern where they are coming from, and even how to shift them, how to move from a disempowered state of consciousness to an empowered state of being, how to match the energy of your desire and attract effortlessly, and how to truly get out of your own way and begin to allow in what you desire rather than chasing or controlling it. I know for a fact that even if you integrated one teaching from one of the videos, your entire life would shift because your experience of reality is a projection of your innermost beliefs. And that means that you are always just one thought away from changing your entire life. And so if you are curious to know what I have been teaching all of my clients inside of my containers, then you absolutely need the Massive Manifestation Bundle. And right now I have a super special discount. The link to purchase this is in the description box. It's called once again, the Massive Manifestation Bundle. And as soon as you download it, you will have immediate access. And so I am encouraging you to make a decision that is in alignment with your higher self, the part of you that wants to experience more and more of what this life has to offer. I hope that it shifts you. And I hope that you share with me what clicked. I've already gotten so many messages saying that the first video, the second video, I had such a big breakthrough and I want that for you. And so once again, you can find the link for that in the description box. And I can't wait for you to hear the rest of this episode. And honestly, that answer might change and shift. And I think that's the other thing too. We have to just flow and listen into what we need in every given moment. I think that has been another lesson for me um, through everything we've talked to every guest about is just really tuning into the present moment and our, and our needs in that present moment. And I think that's what I've been really working on for this past month. So, I mean, just to fill you guys all in, um, my, I'm really going to try to talk about this without crying. Mm. Um, my mother-in-law actually passed away um, earlier this month. And it was a very, 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 um, I can honestly say it's the most painful thing I've ever experienced. There's a lot of details mm. that I won't get into, but just one of the most not one of the, the most painful thing I've ever experienced, you know, witnessing my daughter say goodbye, um, my husband saying goodbye to his mom and me having that conversation and just all the emotions that come up with grief. But it's been also the most beautiful experience to witness how much love exists Mm. between us. And you know, it's been interesting to kind of witness my own emotions and where my mind wants to go because, of course, there's a version of me that just wants to be angry and be mad at the unfairness of it all. And I want to fight with the reality and resist it. But I think I'm so grateful. I mean, I know I'm so grateful for everything that you and I have experienced this year because I can see how everything was really just preparing me for that. And being able to see it again from the spirit's eyes instead of my eyes. Because when I look at it, I just see sadness. When I look at how spirit sees it, spirit's like, she's home. Yeah. She's here now. And she can help me so much more in in where she's at now. And, you know, just kind of seeing how I can experience something so painful 
without suffering. Mm-hmm. It's been a journey, but uh, definitely, I think this experience for me, um, it's brought up a lot of shadows, right? A lot of, again, just witnessing kind of the old patterns and how we move through that. But going through this experience for me has cemented in my mind the practice of tuning into my needs in every moment. Because there's some moments where I just need to curl up in my bed and just sob. And then there's some moments that I need to root into safety and root into the present moment. There's some moments that I just need someone to tell me something positive about, you know, whatever, death and grief and all of that. And, And so I think just really listening to my own needs instead of prescribing something that's going to be a one-size-fits-all for every single day. Um, I think it's just been also a really beautiful practice for me to show up for myself. So I think I just want to invite all of us, including Sam and myself, to just continue, just keep being there for ourselves and really stepping into that inner mother role and being okay with whatever is. And I think that's also been beautifully reflected in our relationship between you and I because we've seen each other in some pretty... I was going to call them ugly moments, but I don't want to say that. Just really dark moments. And we yeah. have held each other unconditionally through all of that. And it's then taught me and given me that template to do that for myself. So just yeah. know that um, we do really have everything within us. Um, and if you are going through something, um, really the best thing we can do is just keep on tuning in to what it is that we need. And if nothing else, just being okay with whatever is and whatever emotion comes up. Um, because I could witness that for some people, you might feel like, oh, I shouldn't be crying about this anymore, or I should be over this by now. But let's just remove all of that narrative and just tune into what we need and just give that to ourselves. That's so beautiful. It's true. And there's so many things I want to say in response to that. I mean, number one being that being for your being there for yourself, like you said, it's not going to look the same every time. And yes, something I was just talking about with a coaching client is like how obsessed we are with routine. Mm. It's like the morning routine and then like the nighttime routine. And it's like basically this belief that like if I control every aspect of my life, I will feel okay and avoid pain. And what I've been learning on I keep saying spiritual journey, which is really all of our journeys, but you know, we're all on a spiritual journey. But just in my journey of life, I've had to come to realize like, what is life really? Because I had believed for a long time that if I do things in a certain perfect, measurable way, that I will make life more of what like I want, right? Which Mm -hmm. is like more happiness, more peace, more joy, more this. Mm -hmm. And Something that I've come to realize that has been so difficult for me this year is that you don't get to avoid like the other half of life, right? When I look at the very, you know, obviously symbolic drawing of like yin and yang, it's like, it's like equal. It's like yeah. there's there's like that half white side and that half They're black side. Symmetric. Yeah. They're perfectly symmetrical. It's 50-50, yeah. right? And I'm like trying to have like a 90% white circle with like a tiny black dot. And I think that that's possible if I like control everything, right? And, you know, what you just experienced with the loss of your family member, that was, I feel like what you learned through that experience was like, oh, like no amount of controlling would have stopped this. No. Like, no, there's no amount of control that you could have exerted to have stopped that from happening. And so that's obviously a major and really traumatizing event. But there are smaller events too that we experience um, as pain throughout our day, throughout our week. 
that are not, not also not able to be controlled or um, eliminated through the exertion of our own personal power and control. And so what the journey has been teaching me is like, yes, like, you know, exert control and effort in the areas that you can, but like really recognize the areas where you can't because that has, yeah, that has been a huge mind bender for me because I really thought like I could control a lot of things like, oh, like if I do this and if I don't do that and if I do it this way, like I can make sure, right? It's like my ego is constantly trying to secure itself and avoid pain. Yeah. And I think that my journey moving forward is going to be about like, how can I release that completely? Know that like pain is unavoidable, still do my best and set my intentions, but I set myself up for, I've realized a lot of suffering when I believe that I can do things a certain way to control and mitigate painful circumstances in my life. And then when I, when it doesn't work because I don't control the universe, I feel very, I feel very powerless. Mm -hmm. And you feel like you did something wrong. I mean, that's the same thing with me as a mom. Like if my goal is to control my child's experience in the world, so that she doesn't avoid that so that she doesn't experience anything painful i'm going to suffer a lot yeah because i'm going to blame everything that goes wrong on me and that's just not the story so i mean even just in that scenario there's so many narratives that can come out but what's the truth right the truth is that she's going to go through pain she's going to have yeah. trauma and 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 so for me to try to go against the the flat out truth of what our existence is really going to be and if i just keep on resisting what is, then that's where the suffering comes in. And I think the thing that I've been saying to you for the past month has been, I'm just going to do what I can do. And yeah, that's you it. Have been. That's it. That's all I can do. And it's so funny how many times, how much time we spend thinking about the things that we can't do. I know. We, we think by thinking about it that somehow it's going to make an impact. And so I've released so much of that control and just surrendered so deeply to knowing what my role is. What is my role in this and what is Source's role? And I'm just going to do my part and just trust that Source is going to swoop in and take care of the rest. And that's been really helpful for me too. Sometimes when I'm meditating or journaling, I will just ask, like, carry this for me. Like, it's too Mm. much for me. I need you to carry this. And it is always met with, of course, a yes. And you don't even need to ask, right? Source is already carrying that, but we're just trying to lift the weights that are not meant to be on our backs. And that's really when we suffer. Yeah. And I loved, yeah, all this week you were saying, I'm just going to do what I can do because a lot of us are spending time thinking about things that we're not doing. Like, you know, it's, and I've realized just how it seems so effective to the brain, but I'll be sitting there on the couch and I'll be thinking about like taxes or something, but I'm not doing them. And that's why I feel bad because yeah. the body's like, you're, we're thinking this, but you're not doing anything. And then that, that must mean like fear and like, and you're not going to get the results or whatever. So I've been trying to recently, like only allow myself to think of a thing while I'm doing a thing. So for mm. example, like I wanted to launch my, um, launch my class, actually my classes this week on Instagram and uh, put that in my link. So I actually just launched a beautiful bundle of my live coaching calls. It's called the Massive Manifestation Bundle. So if you're listening to this, this is November 29th. Oh my gosh, today's the last day to get it with 70% off. 
So go to the link in my bio and you can watch my live coaching calls. It's like over seven hours of me teaching. People have already bought it and said that it changed their life worth every penny. So I'm so excited. But (laughs) as I was prepping for that, there was a lot of times where like I'd be sitting in bed or like waking up in the morning, getting ready. And I'm like thinking about it, but I'm not doing anything about it. Right. And I just noticed that I was feeling so effing terrible. And I was like, you know what? You no, we're not going to think about things that we're not doing. And so I started doing this like kind of crazy thing where like I narrate what I'm doing right now so that I, it tells my brain like what we're doing. Oh, I've right? that. Like, yeah, like this morning, it, I liter- it does help, right? Because it focuses you back to the present moment. So this morning I was like, I'm literally putting the leash on my dog right now. We're going to go down the staircase. Okay. And then I like started going down the staircase and I was like, right now we're standing outside and we're waiting for him to pee. Great. He's done that. And then I like literally went upstairs and was like, now I'm pouring food for him because like I, what's the point in like thinking about all that other stuff? It just makes me feel anxious and afraid. It doesn't actually support me in a deeper way when I go to do that task. Like I feel like the only real work that can be done is like when I'm actually doing it, like thinking unless it's like in a positive imaginatory way is just not helping. Well, and I always so, think about it as being like offline. Like when you're in your mind, you're you're off. You're out of the world now. You're in your head. And so you're offline. Yeah. So I'm trying to remember to plug into right now. And so I do something similar as you, but I've also been asking myself, do I need to think about this right now? Is me thinking about this going to make any impact on this? And the answer is always no, because I'm lying in bed. It's two in the morning and I'm on my phone and trying to like, I remember one of the nights this past week, I was literally trying to create a budget at two in the morning. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, what am I doing? Can I, is this even the best time for me to create this right now at two in the morning? And it was like, no. And so I just easily at that point was able to release that because I can witness how I'm creating my own suffering and resistance by trying to work on something that should, is there somebody knocking at my door asking me for this budget right now? But also (laughs) it was, it was so crazy hearing that story and being able to, yeah, witness that, but also see myself in it and realize how many things we chaotically do from fear, right? As if it's really going to do something. (laughs) And what's so interesting is that anything I've ever, ever done, like out of fear is like such a sad haphazard attempt to like actually do that thing properly. Mm. And what I've come to learn and trust is that when I'm not in fear, okay, let's say I do want to do a budget, right? I'm going to do a much more efficient budget that's actually going to be helpful and supportive of my life. The budget that I create in fear and panic at 2 a.m. is just a waste of time. Like It's a waste of time. And it's going to be attached to so many stories. Yes. And And meaning making. Even even making it is not going to make you feel better. That's the kicker. It's like even finishing it and being like, okay, now I have my budget. Like you're not even going to you're not even going to feel better. Like you're just you're just going to have more fears about that and whatever. And so Oh my gosh, there are so many times this year. I think both you and I have like chaotically done a thing out of fear. And this is what I'm really trying to, you know, help my clients out of. It's like, how do we take actions that are in alignment with not the fear, but in alignment with what we want to experience or what I call like preferences? So mm. there, to me, in in my coaching framework, there really is no right or wrong. There really is just what you prefer and what you don't. Because like chocolate's not better than vanilla, like inherently you just might like it more or vice versa. And so how can we create a life based on those things? Not a life that's based on like, oh, I'm scared. Like vanilla is going to give me hives. I mean, maybe that's a legit fear, but like if it isn't, then like, are you just choosing chocolate because of that fear? Like, is that fear even rooted in anything? Right. Right. Like, or are these both like equal and there is an abundance of options available and you can choose the ones you Mm. prefer, but you know, trying to take an action just out of fear, it, 
what I noticed, and we talk about this in episode two, is it just breeds more. Yeah. It, it doesn't actually get rid of the fear. And the example I've given to some clients before is like, okay, let's say you're like really afraid of someone like, I don't know, breaking into your house. You have this fear. Maybe you've had a previous experience or you've just become afraid of this based on like TV and news. And you decide you're going to like lock up like your entire door. Like you're going to get all these like, you know, deadbolt locks and all this stuff. Yeah, Yeah. the bars and you have all the weapons inside. I don't think you're, you feel more safe. Like Mm -hmm. after doing all this, Mm -hmm. that's what I've come to realize is like actually taking that action and taking the fear really seriously only makes it more real to you. Yeah. And it just, it makes living life feel literally unbearable. Like then everything is scary. And the truth that I've had to come back to, like the spiritual truth really is that like I'm actually always safe. Like nothing's happening. Mm. I have to remind myself that all the time. I'm like, I'm literally just sitting here. Like nothing's happening. I am just completely and totally hypnotized by my own mind telling me that something bad is going to happen. And so something really incredible happens when you like exit that part of your mind, when you quote unquote exit the matrix, right? And you like enter the real world. You're like actually in reality. You're like where your feet are and you are like, there's nothing wrong. Actually, the thought that I've been, I don't know if I told you this, but recently what I've been asking myself, like literally every day has been what's wrong if you don't think about it. Mm, I love that. And I, and I do it. I'll be like sitting outside. And I'm like, okay, what's wrong with this moment if I don't think about it? And then I like, don't think about it. And then I just like, I'm fine. I'm like, oh, it's just, it's just a moment. I'm just sitting on the bench. It's fine. <laughs> but this is also something that is not ever going to go away. Um, and that has made me feel hopeless at times. Like I think sometimes we feel like we're at war with our own mind and, you know, we have to find a way to get rid of it. But I think we really have to find a way to just befriend it. And, and just be aware of when it's there or when we're in it. And just to not project our stories onto it or project, again, meaning making. I think really it is learning how to just be with what is and to accept it and to go through these moments of contrast or difficult emotions and just let it be there and stop trying to push it away and let it be part of your experience. And I think really rooting into trust that okay, maybe there's just stuff going on here that I can't see. I feel like Oliver's episode that we just, was that the last episode? Yeah, I think it was episode 22. Yeah, Yeah, his episode was so eye-opening for me because, yeah, I mean, he talks also about how, I want to talk about that whole healing thing that he mentioned too, about how you can be like done healing. What did he say? Oh, yeah, that was actually a mind breaker for me. And I haven't really integrated that. Yeah. Because it's interesting. I think Gina and I's perspective on healing is really that you're sort of never done, right? Right. Like you are going to be consistently, not like in a, you know, sort of difficult way, right? But hopefully you become more easeful in the way that you recognize these things, but that you're always going to be coming up against your own conditioning and having to like discern awareness around that, right? And there are times where you will be triggered and then you get to look at that and figure out, okay, what part of me felt judged there? What part of me felt shamed there? Like, where did that come from? Like, I think I have the belief that that kind of goes on for ever and a day, right? Because for as long as you're human and living in this conditioned world, being a human, being a spirit, right? And an ego, I think there's that constant like sort of friction, right? But one step in the spirit world, one step in the physical world. But um, he has this, his belief is really that like, no, 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 you heal. 
And then you spend the rest of your life helping other people do the same, which I, I don't disagree with, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know for sure yet if you just are done with that and then move on because that I to me, doesn't it kind of seem like perfectionism? It's like, great. I fixed everything and I'm perfect no. now and I'm healed. I don't think that's what he meant. I think that's why I love how he went into it more where he was not necessarily necessarily saying that you're one and done, but more that you could never be done because you can only know such a small mm. percentage of what is going on. So in his mind, he's like, yes, you. I think he's saying the same thing. You are okay. always feeling. But oh, okay. he's been wording it a little bit differently, you know, the way that he oh, packed yeah. that. So I like that because then it doesn't feel like you're going towards a, an end goal of getting to be done. I think it is just an ongoing thing. But I think once you know certain things and once you get to a certain point, you can't unknow that. So I feel like once you know that, okay, yeah, there's, there is source energy. Yes, there is a spiritual realm that at least even in a dark moment, you still at least have that knowing. I don't know. I feel like maybe that's kind of what he was touching on. But I remember being in that episode being like, oh my God, that just broke my brain. Yeah. There are so many things that broke my brain this season. We should talk about it. We should yes. talk about all of the incredible episodes. Um, obviously, if you've been listening to us for a while and you're still here, then hopefully you have loved the conversations that we've had. And truly, every single guest we brought on, we felt so aligned with and we truly, truly enjoyed the exchange. I mean, I remember just thinking, wow, like I feel so lit up. I feel so different after that. And sometimes not always in a positive way, by the way, like there are times too where I felt confused and mm -hmm. I had opportunities to really think about what I believe, right? Because the point in bringing in another perspective really is to also, is to challenge ours and yours, mm -hmm. right? The idea is not just to like have people like with me in an echo chamber about all the things. Yeah, but all the things <laughs> that I think, right? Which is you know, nice, but I wanted to challenge the way that I think. And actually, Oliver was one of the people who helped me do that because his whole thing, if you go to episode 22, was about how you can't change every belief. Yeah. Like, that's not possible because he said there are beliefs that you are not even aware that you believe. There's exactly. stuff that your subconscious hides from you. So, like, don't try to change all your beliefs. He's like, just think new ones. Like, yes. and then eventually they will supersede the old limiting beliefs. And I Building thought that, that was, safe. yeah. And that really helped me because I was like, oh, I was kind of getting bogged down by a lot of the beliefs I have and the ones that I maybe not even am aware of. And I was like trying to like uncover them. And he was like, yeah, like your conscious mind can't even do that. So just let that be and just root into a bigger, higher, more expansive thought that will, yeah, eventually like overtake or like supersede the previous ones, which that just kind of changed everything for me. I'm like, oh, I'll just that was think a really something good else. He yeah, like, I'll just think something incredible. else. Um, what was your favorite episode from this season? Ooh, I know favorite. it changes every day, but I feel like yeah, you go. What do you do? You have one? I mean, I have several, but several. Okay, <laughs> do you not even have one, man. Just kidding. I think I, I got to give it to my boy, Kyle. Kyle Cease. Mm, I um, know. That was so the obvious it, choice. I know. It was episode 11. And if any of you listen to that, especially the intro, you know that I am a huge – I'm like a devout follower. Like he is like my Jesus Christ, I swear. Like <laughs> like I am I am like whatever faith, religion, he – actually, there's been jokes that he started a cult. He didn't. But like – I know. You're like a Kyle Stacian. <laughs> but I would literally, yes, leave the land and join the cult. Um, he <laughs> – 
I just love that man. I've been so inspired and just lifted up by him over the years. And it was a total like freak out, like manifestation. Like I'm really fucking doing this thing. When I saw him on the camera and we spoke with him, it was just for so many more reasons than one was an incredible episode and moment for me. I mean, all the things he shared. I mean, healing the, the elevator of- analogy was yeah. so good. I mean, the, the things that came out in that episode were in and of themselves, just like gold mines. Like I've re-listened to that episode at least four times just for like myself Mm -hmm. as an objective third-party observer, but also just for me as a human, Sam, having been a devout follower for him for so long, getting to share that space and energy was like really wild. Um, So I knew knew that you knew that I was going to say that. I know. That's why I didn't (laughs) pick that one because I knew that was an obvious choice. Um... I will say I really liked episode 18. I think that was my new favorite. My favorite for a long time was probably episode two, which was all about fear. Um, But yeah, episode 18 was so good because... (laughs) Gina's favorite ones are are just us. They they are. I think because (laughs) it's so funny. Somebody, um, shout out to Kylie, who was at our retreat. And uh, it was so funny because at one point, I I think at the end of the night, she was like, I did always wonder what you guys were like in real life, but it's like how you guys are on the podcast. And I was like, yeah, the same. this is pretty much us. We just talk nonstop. <laughs> and so I think that's what I like about the ones of just us. It just feels very organic. But that one was really funny because we weren't even planning to record. We were just talking about a funny story. And then it was like, let's just hit record. And then we went into the story about... <laughs> Oh my God. That one was so fire. That one was so fire. So many people actually have told us in reviews and in comments and story replies that 18 was their favorite. We very, very candidly talked about what it's like to break up with your old conditioning, your stories, your mind and old patterns and friendships. Mm, And we just, it was so funny. You guys have to go back. We talked about just that odd period of your life where you're a child and you've gotten to know how things are done in your home. And then you start going to other people's houses and you're like, oh, like what? you don't do things like <laughs> us. Like, and it's just the weirdest thing, right? And so it knowing that experience, and I think everyone has experienced that universally, realizing that that's how weird it is for your brain when you try to break up with an old story or a belief that you have about yourself. It's not that it's actually true, mm-hmm. right? Or correct, because you know, when you do things in your home versus how your friend does them. Neither one of those is actually better or correct. It's just Mm -hmm. how you do it. Like someone did it and then you did it and then they did it. And so realizing that like, oh, like so many of the thoughts and stories that I think like they're not true. They're just things that I've been thinking. They're things that like people around me were thinking. And that's that's on mass consciousness, right? Like there, there is a mass consciousness of beliefs, collective beliefs that most people believe to be true. And Mm -hmm. some of those I think are, but a lot of them aren't, right? But we still operate like under under the guise of these beliefs being like believe that they're true when they're not. So that was such, oh my God, that was such a good episode. I loved that one. Um, We talked about Oliver already, who was our most recent, but I also, I got a shout out to Aaron. I was just looking yes! at that one. Oh so my Aaron, gosh. Erin came on episode 14 and we talked about quantum leaping and she is also a manifestation queen. She's just a queen in like a lot of ways. Um, but she came on and she was just, first of all, glowing. Do you remember that? She was literally glowing oh, from the inside. Like, you, you just are light. You just are she light. Is she light. Was, she yes. is light. She is literally light. 
technically all are, but I mean, yeah. I really felt <laughs> I her feel light. darker than her. Yeah. So that, that's, that's how I was able to discern the contrast. I'm like, she's more light than she I am. She was like a spotlight. And I was like, I feel like a little table lamp. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she was like a huge spotlight. Oh my yeah. gosh. But um, yeah, I got to meet Erin actually in person before yes. inviting her onto the podcast. And I just knew she had so much value to bring. And she, I mean, she did. She came on and she gave such an incredibly just profound perspective on manifesting and really being able to envision your life from a higher perspective. It was, oh, yeah, it was her. so. Oh, she said good. manifesting from completion. Yeah, creating from completion. Yes, instead yeah. of trying to create from lack, which is what a lot of us do. And I really love the way that she worded that. Um, I think another really, really popular episode was Oceans for anybody who is interested in astrology or even people who weren't into it as much. I think a lot of them were converted <laughs> once they listened to that oh, yeah. episode too. It was definitely the perfect episode to listen to regardless of where you are on the astrology spectrum. Like yes. whether you believe nothing, whether you believe everything, this was a very affirming episode. Um, Ocean has given not just us, actually so many of our listeners, so many so of our listeners. Many. Yes. So many went and got a reading and all of my clients get readings, but, um, she just has such an incredible way of being able to detail how and why the chart d shows up in your life and kind of like what flavor profile, like certain ways of being in your life will look like and feel like, and, you know, really helping you understand really like the parts of you that you don't like. I think that was a big thing for me. The parts mm. of me that I don't like or that I think are wrong, like seeing them in the chart and seeing the gift of those. Mm. And um, I think what, as a student of astrology, I've actually been studying with her teacher, um, seeing everyone's unique chart is just so wild because I've never seen the same one twice. And right. all of them have all of the planets communicate in these incredibly different ways. And like, no, like, for example, you can be an Aries, you can be a Cancer like you are, but it's like none of those show up the same way because yeah. of all the different influences. And so that's that's when I really get like nerdy about astrology and like want to like impose it on people because I'm like, no, 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 no. Like you guys just haven't expanded like your sort of, your, your framework for it, right? Like you only have like these like 12 definitions. And so of course you think it's limiting and stupid, but I'm like, these. this is such a, Wow. Like it's such an expansive study. I absolutely love it. And I recently just gave someone a little like mini reading and they Ooh. were not a follower of astrology and they were amazed. Like I was saying crazy stuff. I was like, yeah, like your Pluto's in the second house, which is the planet of transformation. And that's the, <laughs> that's the house of like possessions and money. And you might have like a difficult relationship with money. And they were like, yeah, I do. Like I've been thinking about that a lot recently. That's very strange. Like it just, so like there are just many ways I could go. So I'm really glad you mentioned that one. That was such a strong episode, episode five. I really liked it because I think she just has a very approachable and digestible way of explaining astrology and all of the intricacies and the complexities and the way that it's used in a manner that like makes sense. You know, I feel like she, when when you just look at your birth chart, you're like, what the heck is that? It's just so many different things to look at. And so I love how she shed light on all of that. Um, I mean, there were just so many. The Abraham Hicks one, Love episode that. 10. That was so good. That was so fire. If you guys like Abraham Hicks, then listen to episode 10. We went to see Abraham Hicks live and then we were just furiously scribbling in our notebooks, all the things. <laughs> and we were like, we have to record an episode about all of our realizations. And we were just laughing so hard when we were kind of rehashing um, these realizations <laughs> because they're all such simple truths. Like 
I think one of the ones you wrote down was like, I love myself no matter what. <laughs> I underlined <laughs> it like five times. I have to love myself no matter, no what. matter what. And I remember writing that down thinking it was the most profound thing ever. And then in the hotel room that night being like, what the heck is that? Yeah. But I think that's what you and I have learned is that the deepest truths are the simplest. Oh, and they hit the deepest when you're like in that state of consciousness. Yes. Because I think when you're not and you hear a simple truth, you're like, yeah, duh. You're like, like obviously well, love myself like, no matter what. Yeah, I find like that's so true. And if you're a spiritual person, which you are, if you're listening to this podcast, you've definitely had that moment where you share something that seems so simple but profound to someone else. And they just <laughs> look at you like, yeah, obviously, like, duh. And you're like, mm, I don't think you're getting it. Like, yeah. th- there's, it's a different resonance. Like when it hits you in your mm. heart and your being, you're like, wow. Like, I don't know, like the one that always hits me, this is not really an Abraham belief, but it's just, whenever I think it or say it, it sounds so dumb. But the fact that my one consciousness is just like, it's part of the whole consciousness, right? But it's this it's just being projected through like my body and my body only. Mm. Like I'm the only one experiencing it like this. Like, what is Mm. that? Like, that's crazy. And people are like, yeah, you're an individual person. (laughs) Like, yeah, we all are. But I got that. But I'm like, but what? Like I'm what? Like the, this is only happening by and through me. me. Like, why is my consciousness in this body right now? Like what? And people are like, yeah, that's called being alive. And I'm like, I don't think you get it. Well, because they would be like, well, who else would you be? But I think it really just challenges, I guess, the way that you exist. Because even the whole, I'll love myself no matter what, I think the reason why that was so mind-blowing for me at the time was because it just highlighted all the times that I don't and all the ways that I I don't love myself and all the opportunities that we have to root into the love for ourselves. And so I think for me, I was like, oh, I just should love myself no matter what. <laughs> like yeah. even when I'm scared, even when I'm anxious, even when I'm having a bad day, like can we bring in and introduce more love for ourselves very much like a mother would do for a child? I honestly visualize myself sometimes as a child because it's easier for me to connect with that kind of nurturing that I feel like I need in any given moment when I think of a child. Um, but that, that quote from Abraham that day definitely set me on a journey of trying to love myself no matter what. So, Hey, it, it worked that very simple statement. Freaking hard, man. Like freaking hard because, you know, I, um, I actually have an internal family systems therapist, which if you guys haven't heard of internal family systems, it's super awesome framework for understanding the different parts of yourself and like why you act this way and then why you get mad at yourself for acting that way, right? But, you know, it's hard to be easy on yourself because there are different parts within you that you'll become identified with that are like mad at that part too. Mm -hmm. So for example, like I tend to feel very anxious. Actually, this is kind of a new thing. I've only started feeling anxious really this year. Yeah. But I really feel like before that, I was just kind of coasting. And this year I was like- You would have like snippets of it. Oh yeah, this year I was just oh yeah, I was just ravaged with anxiety. It was on just It was just it was not great. But you know what? We're here. We're here. But it was great. It was great. Right. (laughs) It it led to the expansion. It's fine. But I what help. What was so hard for me getting over that was I kept saying I'm so mad at myself for feeling this way. 
So so in the internal family systems framework, you learn that you're still blended with another part that's like judging that. Mm. And so learning to really love yourself is actually unblending from all of the parts of yourself that are like judgmental, scared, you know, exiled is what they say in the framework as well. Like when you don't want to feel a certain feeling, like how can you observe all of these parts from what they call the self? So Mm -hmm. the self is like the higher, like creative, compassionate, courageous, sort of caring part of you that can like look at all of this and do that with that motherly energy. But I just want to say that if you are struggling with that, that that's totally normal because we are often blended with the parts of ourselves that are still judgmental, that can be angry and be saying to that part of you, just love yourself. They'd be like, I can't. Yeah, like that's, that's impossible. And so it is difficult to unblend from those parts, but that's what we're here to do on this journey. Well, that actually brings me um, this whole like true self concept. Kyle C's actually talked about, about this in his last video, the one that I sent you. And he talks about how we talk about the higher self so much, but he's like, the higher self is you. That is your true self. Yes. But we say our true self is the one that is anxious and angry and fearful. No. That's not you. That's not, that's just the illusion. That's just the story. That's not actually you. And so one of the things that I've been really practicing is instead of saying things like, I am anxious, saying I am experiencing anxiety, right? Because then we're separating ourselves from being anxiety. And I think mm-hmm. that's really helped me to kind of disidentify, I guess, with the emotions or with the stories. And, um, that's a really hard separation to have. I remember when I first was, I think I was reading Michael Singer's book and he talks about the different voices in your head and which one is yours. And I was like, I still don't get it. (laughs) I'm still so confused. But but that is literally the crux of a spiritual journey or a spiritual awakening is becoming clear on like which voice is mine, right? And I had a big realization earlier this month, which was just that there is a voice that says, I blah, 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 like Mm -hmm. I blah, blah, blah. But it's it's not me thinking it. It's just like- I imagine it being like when you call someone and you hear their like voice recording, it's like, hi, we can't come to the phone right now. It's like, it's like that. It's like, it's right. just this like conditioned tape recording of thoughts that I've gave attention to and focused upon and thoughts that, you know, just kind of make up my day-to-day life or whatever. Like they just, they just kind of come online and I'll think that I'm thinking them, but I'm not because I didn't consciously try to think of them. Right. And right. so that's the crazy thing about the mind is that if you don't catch yourself in that moment, you'll just think, oh, these are just the thoughts I'm thinking. But no, like, when did you start thinking? Like, when when did you, when did you go from thinking to noticing that, like, mm-hmm. you're having thoughts, right? And, you know, living in thought awareness is, I think, the key to peace. But obviously, once again, a lot easier said than done. It's something that you have to practice. And I definitely think there is no such thing as perfecting thought awareness because we use thought so much in our daily life. Like we use thought to communicate. We use thought to create. We use thought to logical, like logically like problem solve. And so, you know, living like in a thoughtless, peaceless, peaceful awareness, like I thought I wanted to achieve that for a long time and thought that that was like when I would like have reached the pinnacle of my journey. But I'm like, no, the pinnacle of my journey is just like being where I am and like learning how to exercise awareness, even when it's hard. Right. Because like, I, I don't think that and there are times too where I've totally romanticized the whole like living off the grid thing and like being in a cabin and just living in thoughtless awareness. But for most of us, not reasonable. And I don't really know if that's what we want. Like I think that'd be nice to have, yeah. 
And it would be idyllic to think of a time where we like don't have to think about thoughts. We can just like live in peace. But I think I think we want to engage with the world and ourselves. Oh, totally. And so and that's yeah. just healthy believing that having the perfect conditions will create like a perfect life. And that's just not true. You would come, you know, what would probably happen is you'd go there and be mad at yourself. Like, why am I not happy? I have everything here, you know? And then that would yeah. be like a whole other thing. So I think what we just really want to normalize for everyone is that it, it is challenging sometimes. And that I think one of the biggest reminders I had was from Melissa, who was on episode nine. nine. Um, and she talked about the human being. There's two parts. We've got the human and then the being side, the spiritual side and then the human side. So I've really been differentiating between my human needs and my spirit needs. And that's been helping a lot too, but just really normalizing that there really isn't a perfectionism state that you're going to get to and that we also struggle and that everybody struggles and that you're not alone. You're not the only one experiencing this, that we're all going through it, no matter how much it looks on the outside. You guys, I'm going to tell you right now that 90% of our episodes, we were both crying right right before we hit record. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. Literally, I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) And I think there was a beautiful lesson that actually came out of the retreat that you told me. I don't know if you remember, but it was in the bedroom and you were like, you can't be perfect and spiritual. It's impossible. Mm, I do remember that. Yeah. And I thought that was so beautiful because once again, at the beginning, I was saying that a lot of us come to spirituality to like really achieve control and perfection. We're like, I'll, Mm -hmm. I'll be so light and happy and free through all these practices and realizations and whatever, and, and never feel pain. And it's like, that is just a lie. Like Mm -hmm. you are seeking perfection and spirituality is not perfection. It's wholeness. And I've realized that in order to feel truly whole, like I have to bring in the dark. I have to bring in what's unwanted. And um, yeah, I mean, perfectionism yeah. inherently can't be spiritual because it, no. it insinuates that you're not whole and that you need something else to be whole. Well, it, it basically whole. insinuates that like only good if this. Right. 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 And that conditional sort of relationship is very anti-spiritual. <laughs> It's just right? not it, the way that it needs to be. There's, it just, I think, it excludes so much, right? Yeah. And um, I was talking to a client about how like we, you know, the brain really wants things to be black and white, like yes or no, like this or that. And I think that what we're learning in life on this spiraling higher journey is that like it's all gray area, mm. like all of it. And yeah. it's like, I can't, and that's why like, even in the yin and the yang symbol, right? There is a piece of the dark in the light and a piece of the light yeah. in the dark. Because it's, like, it's not ever just like, I love that image. It's so wise, but it, it's never just one and the other. And it's never just only this or only that. It's like, it's literally everything. Mm-hmm. And so something that I've been reminding myself when I don't feel great um, has been like, literally, I just say to myself, everything is divine. Everything is divine. Because- Every- is divine. Yes. Everything because I try to remember that like no no way I came to be on earth and like these like there's no way that these experiences are like actually supposed to be bad. Do you know what I mean? I'm like there's no way that I'm here and like only some experiences are good and some are bad. Like I think I think I'm actually here to just experience them all and the only part of me that thinks they're good or bad is the mind, which is not me. Like that's a conditioned belief. It's the computer. 
and it's you're the, computer. the one typing on the computer. It would literally be like us starting to operate. Like if we have a glitch in one of our, I don't know, things on our computer and then we start glitching. It's like, no, it's separate. And I think that's been the journey is really separating from the computer programming and understanding that we can re- rewire that and really be gentle on that journey because it does take time and it requires a whole lot of love. A whole lot of unconditional. I know, and like once again, our we have to just throw it back to um, episode one, okay? Which Mm. we talked about the journey being the best part, and I love that sentence so much because the journey is all there is. Yeah, like I am always amazed when I recall that fact that destinations are not really destinations. They're just like other points on the same journey that I continue to be on after reaching the destination. It's like, I'm always on the journey. And so I really have to find a way to just enjoy my on the way there because frankly, every day until I die is my on the way there. So I might as well enjoy this journey. Stop putting things off to enjoy after something You know, I think a lot of us have a conditional relationship with our own happiness and relaxation. I can feel this after I've done that. And it just puts you on a hamster wheel. Like you're never done. Mm, Another thing that I think that we've both um, come to, I guess, realize and learn recently has been not making one experience bigger than the other. And so thinking about connecting the dots of your life, I've really been trying to divorce myself from making one dot bigger than the other. And I think a lot of suffering comes from that because it's like, oh, we want to have this experience or this trip or this type of business. And we make one experience so much bigger than the other when going to get ice cream could be equally as joyful as, I don't know, getting a new job or getting a new car or whatever whatever you're pedestalizing um, as this big thing that you want to manifest into your life. For me, I think, again, just creating kind of some, I don't know what you would call it. Just equalizing them. Thank you. That's a good word. Yes. yes. Equalizing them has has helped me to stop believing that there's a better life because every experience is the same size. Every experience has the same amount oh, of joy yeah. in it. Every experience has the same amount of love. And I can speak firsthand and even going through the most painful thing in my life of losing my mother-in-law, who's very much like a mom to me, I can also experience joy and love in that and peace in that. And so really the practice for us is not resisting bad things from happening, but how can we find the love and the peace and the joy that is in every moment? And I think that's the journey. And that's a beautiful privilege that we get to do that, right? Yes. Like that's that's becoming awake. That's becoming empowered is knowing that regardless of whatever is happening, we do have that power to be able to find like a silver lining. And mm. trust me, I don't always do it. <laughs> I do not and always I do it. I don't it. think you're supposed to do that every time either. Sometimes I think we are just supposed to sit with the way that we feel and just learn again how to be with it without fixing it. Like I always think about my daughter and if every time she came to me, I was like, okay, we need to fix you right now. It would just be so, she wouldn't want to come to me. And so no wonder there's parts of ourselves that don't want to come to ourselves because we feel like it's going to yeah. be met with something that needs to be fixed when it just sometimes needs to be. There's times where my daughter is just crying about who freaking knows what. And if it doesn't make any sense to me, I don't try to shoo it away. So I think just, again, trying to open up our awareness to just the love that exists in there um, in every experience has been a really beautiful practice. But again, 
not always easy, but I think that's okay. I just want to make it okay for all of us to be experiencing whatever we're experiencing in any given moment, and that's okay. You're doing it right. <laughs> yeah. I think if you are believing that it's supposed to feel really easy, then you've really bought into a lie. Like this, yeah. this is your life, right? It's not like just some silly you know, collection of practices or ideas that you like apply to like, you know, like putting lipstick on a pig. It's like, these are things that you're integrating into the way that you live and move through the world, which is not necessarily going to just be like a cakewalk because you understand these things, right? It's just that these are tools and ideas and perspectives to be able to support you through literally anything that is, mm-hmm. right? Without trying to judge it, shame it, make it different. And, um, I think sometimes this collides a lot with law of attraction because we have a belief, obviously, that if you control your response to things, that you will be able to create more and more things. But I'm starting to kind of like amend that belief and realize that like sometimes like things just happen that have nothing to do with like what I'm attracting. Like Mm -hmm. I I truly believe like your mother-in-law passing, I don't think that has to do with like this podcast and what we're attracting for it. Like it's like, it just happened. And because, because, that's life. Like literally part of life is death. And part of life is also feeling sad. Part of life is feeling scared. Part of life is feeling doubtful. And I think the more we try to not feel those things, um, I don't know, the more they rage back, that's for sure. Mm. And so acceptance is huge on this journey. It's not going to make it go away. It's just going to make it less mm, resistant, which I think is really the cause of all suffering and are witnessed and seen by another person. And so, yeah, we want to do so many things next year. Like Gina said, live events, um, online events, any way to connect with you. Yeah. We've also talked about possibly a membership um, and also just creating a space for all of you to connect because I think a common theme across a lot of the messages that we've been getting and conversations we've been having in our DMs has just been a lot of people just want other friends who understand them or other people on a community where they feel seen and understood because a lot of us are kind of on this journey alone in the sense where the people in our life maybe not understand some of the things that you are talking about or reading or into. So we just want to create a space for that. So yeah, membership maybe. So just let us know. What do you want? Let us know. Connect with us. Um, It's been the greatest joy being able to consciously co-create with the universe, our guests, with you, Gina, and all of Mm. you and all of your suggestions and to bring you really what feels like such an authentic, just feels like we're just bringing us. This is all coming from our hearts, directly from our hearts to yours. And so we're so grateful. This is truly such a gift to be able to do this with you, my twin flame, my best friend. I can't believe this is happening. We're like closing out our first season. Like we did it. Like this is crazy. I'm smiling so big right now because I'm like, we freaking did that. And it was not even a year ago. I mean, a year ago, I would have... Not even six months ago. I know. I wouldn't have even believed you. And here we are. And the journey continues. Um, And so it was, oh my God, it was such a beautiful thing to create and be a part of. And oh my gosh, I feel like I'm going to start crying. (laughs) This is a really big deal. I'm I'm just really happy. Please come back for season two. Yes. We'll be coming back with so many more episodes in January. So stick around, continue to spiral higher with us. If you want more of us, honestly, just go back and listen to the old episodes. I, 
every time I experience like a new shift in my consciousness, a new belief, something else pops out at me. And so going back and watching things that I've heard before, I feel like it's actually a really great way to almost discern and measure like, have I grown? Like, have I learned new things? And um, so, yeah, I encourage you all to do that. There's so many, so many juicy ones in there and can't wait to collaborate with you on the next season. We'll see you in the new year. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this honest conversation. We hope it brought you peace, clarity, and a little bit further along your spiritual journey. If you loved this episode, it would mean the world to us if you left us a five-star rating and review so we can bring you more conscious conversations, spiritual topics, and guests. Here's to spiraling higher. 